That this would be appropriate. It's been a while. No, because we're trailer park girls. Yeah. <laughs> Who? That you? We're back. What do you mean? It's been a while since our last pod. And we're back. back. Or, uh, we're back bitches why were we saying that i felt like we were saying that for a long time for a while there. oh it was when we did the photo shoot with nina like, we're oh, back, bitches <laughs> i want to hear like i'm acting different <laughs> same lip seppy talking shit ass kissing oh my gosh Woo! so aggressive i'm just saying oh back then i was more aggressive. oh i remember we were saying it because joe budden says it yeah yeah he said it that's right that's right mm-hmm. yeah because he left the room and came back and was like back bitches yeah yeah what exactly what he says what i said <laughs> well we're back bitches yeah it's been a while since we did a pod we had to take a little hiatus um after we had the slash roulette party um cast uh viewing we did the slash fam for life podcast i was the last one kind of recapping uh that night and you know seeing everybody for the first time in like six months or something yeah, and, you know, it was a real fun night and everything. You know, got to talk to people and stuff, and you know, just connect again. And then, um, you know, after that, it was uh, all talk about um, releasing the movie. Yeah, and uh, you know, we had talked about this before. Uh, what our original plans were that we we're going to do a premiere at the State Theater and all that, and you know how COVID kind of you know put the kibosh on that. Um, so we were like, you know. Throughout the year, hoping that you know it would still happen, but uh, then we just had to make make the decision that you know it's probably not going to happen anytime soon. And if it does, then that's okay. But in the meantime, we're still going to have to release this movie and get it out to the public and to our Indiegogo supporters and you know everybody who's been wanting to see this movie. Um, so we just thought, yeah, let's let's just go ahead and do it. We even talked to the cast. You know, it's like we just got to just got to do it. We can't hold on to it for too long. And so after that cast party and after that podcast um that's what we've been working on the whole time yeah we usually take uh november and december's off from anything production wise just because it's a busy time period for everyone with holidays and just weather and stuff it's usually kind of hard and now this year especially with covid obviously there's a lot less uh gathering and visiting going on so uh, we just use that time to really look at our offers and our current situation with you know, what's on the table as far as the future for Slash Lorette Party. And we still have plans to do the State Theater premiere when things do open back up again. 2021, I have big hope for it. I'm yeah. optimistic. Yeah, and the night that we showed the movie, you know, that was like the election night, you know. So a lot of big things have happened <laughs> since then. And totally. now, new president, President Biden, you know. We want Joe Biden. Yeah, need want Joe, Joe Biden. Biden. You know? All your other broke <laughs> Bitches, be quiet. <laughs> so we got Joe Biden, was... <laughs> uh, you know, and then uh, just a few days ago, you know, we had uh, impeachment day. Or Woo! yesterday. Was it yesterday? Yeah, yeah. It was uh, on Wednesday. 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 Okay. Impeachment yeah. day was a great day. Peach twice. So yeah. Making history. Um, so yeah. So, you know, some big things have happened. Yeah. Inauguration next week. Yeah. Looking forward to that. Uh, also seeing all those idiots and ass clowns, you know, trying to storm the Capitol. Oh, that was pretty funny. Oh, my fun. God. Um, 
let's not even get started on that. No, but you know, I'm just saying there's some big things happening. It's been a busy <laughs> couple of weeks, yeah. months. And w- within that, you know, month or so, uh, December, end of uh, November and all that, you know, with the holidays, of course, and all that shit, um, I, we were working on Slash Our Party, finalizing the actual movie and also the special features and everything. Yeah. But also, I mean, this podcast, what we wanted to talk about in this podcast is, um, you know, we were talking to distributors and um, I was really debating, uh, I was having a lot, doing a lot of soul searching on what the future of A&P uh, would be and what, are we just going to do the same old thing, you know, sign with a distributor and then, you know, that be that or do we want to take matters into our own hands? And that's what we want to talk about on this pod. You know, for those that know us, you know that Cinco de Mayo and Streets of Vengeance are released by Slasher Video. And, you know, much love to Jesus for taking a chance on us, you know, way back then. And I definitely appreciate that, you know? Yeah, Slasher Video. And we got to see our movie in in stores, you know? That was was pretty crazy. (laughs) That is crazy. It's still crazy. It's still crazy. And it's really awesome. Not many people can say that. No one that I know, you know, personally. So it's really crazy, you know? Um, Right. But, you know, that was then. And um, it does wear off after a while, the novelty. Right. I think at some point when we first signed, in the very beginning, we made Cinco de Mayo for like nothing. Yeah. It was really nothing. Really. It says 600 bucks on IMDb, but that's like really being generous. (laughs) Honestly, it wasn't even half that. I don't think so. I think, you know. I think that's the maximum, minimum I could put. Before, for their like uh, the no, requirement yeah <laughs> you couldn't like, say it was I no the original budget. yeah budget i was like no that's not true and honestly i think all that money was just on pizzas like feeding the cast when we most were, of his food yeah when we shot but in the beginning when we did cinco de mayo we we had pretty much zero expectations for it because we knew that it was our first feature we knew that it wasn't that good to be honest yeah. just being honest yeah it's first feature Right. Your first thing out the gate, you know, we, we learned a lot. It was just me and Paul. We weren't shooting with Dan at that point. So we were just doing all the camera and audio and editing and producing and just everything. Like literally everything was just me and Paul and the actors. So you know, shot a mini DV and it was edited on a broken laptop oh my, in Sony Vegas. Oh my so. God. Everybody's like mini DV. What even <laughs> is that? <laughs> I'll tell you guys uh, next time. Gather around the campfire. And oh my God. Grandpa's going to tell us a story <laughs> about mini DVs. Yeah. So that movie had, we had zero expectations for it. So, and I think we kind of talked about that on the first episode Yeah. where we kind of pushed it to see, because it was kind of funny just to see like, well, how far can we push this movie? Yeah. And then it actually got accepted into multiple film festivals and then it actually got into magazines and, and it got into, festival. yeah. And then it actually got official distribution yeah it, yeah it was featured a, a review was featured in, in a horror hound magazine it still makes me That's laugh crazy. to think that movie went so far yeah and so far that, and it was not planned it wasn't like this master plan that we had right we had zero, like i said zero expectations so we never expected to see like a dime for that movie in return we never thought it was gonna you know people were gonna want it and buy it and i didn't see it this is my debut film i need to treat it like it's my baby <laughs> i need to pour money into it i need to put time into it i need to send it to can film festival yeah like, no we have no, yet no. to you know we love it take it is our baby second but... mortgage on a house to yeah <laughs> i barely spent anything on it okay that's not gonna happen yeah no no 
were cheap. So uh, with that movie, it was easy to make a decision with a distributor because just the fact that somebody wanted it, we're just like, yeah, you a can mo- have it. A movie made for less than $600 and you want to print it or uh, not print it, but you want to press it onto a Blu-ray and a DVD, professional And sell artwork. it for us and okay. like take care of all that stuff for us. We don't mm. even have to package it and DIY it at home. Sure. Where do I sign? Yeah, exactly. And we did. So we signed. And it's been funny to watch. Are you sure you guys don't want any money? I feel like I feel bad. I should pay you guys for doing this stuff. <laughs> but no, no. You like, did it. <laughs> yeah. So that was interesting. And we were pretty uh, excited about the fact at first it just was on Amazon. So you yeah. could just buy it on Amazon and I think eBay, I think it was. Oh, yeah. When Jesus first did his, yeah, his, his own label, his slasher video, just pure slasher video. Yeah. It was just on Amazon and eBay. Right. And that was cool for us. I was like, wow. That's yeah. Awesome. We were still like, whoa, that's crazy. And then. Um, he spent more money on it than I did. <laughs> way more money. Way more money. And more money than I would have spent. Because we made our own homemade DVDs. You know, printed them up at Kinko's and stuff like that. But yeah, that was nothing. Honestly, I think he spent more money on that than we did on Streets of Vengeance. He pro- yeah, probably. I think he did. Probably. But anyways, so at the time, you know, it was really easy to say yes to a deal, which I mean, we probably at that point were just willing for to not make any money and just be happy with the fact that somebody was distributing it for us. Yes. I mean, there was a slight chance possibility that it could maybe someday make us a couple of dollars but we weren't expecting it i mean we're nobody's at the time nobody knew us we had like no followers no fans actually i don't think we had social media back then no no not at all i mean we were like i said nobody's from nowhere with nothing so we were just like who cares like yeah no. give give jesus the movie you can do yeah. with it what you will people just discovered it based off the title and and the premise itself that and i think and the trailer of course right and that was it again i can't believe i just said that we didn't have any social media back then no. again grandpa <laughs> tell us the story of how you guys made movies before social media and yeah when mini dvs was a thing Yep. We've been making movies since we were six. That's how. Yes. <laughs> I saw on VHS, so it's not. MiniDB is nothing. Okay. <laughs> right. But anyway, so like I said, our our way of thinking and analyzing the future of our movies has definitely progressed as our experience has progressed and as our skills have progressed. And um, now we're at the point where it's like, oh, okay, we actually have a, you know, a little, a nice size base of, of people that want to see our movies now. Right. After Streets of Vengeance. Right. Because we did this thing again. We went with Jesus with Streets of Vengeance. And for that one, we did build, like you said, an audience and we had more awareness. People knew who we were. And we they had were social going, media. Yeah. We had social media. They were going back <laughs> to Cinco de Mayo and they were discovering um, our first movie and And we're stuff. like, don't go watch that one. Don't watch that one. <laughs> just watch Streets of Vengeance. And even with that one, I was still just like, wow, this would be cool to have this movie, you know, that we put a lot of effort into in a store, on Blu-ray, yeah. given the special uh, edition treatment, you know. And they did do, Olive did a great job with the presentation. Jesus did yeah. a great job, you know. And we owe him so much, you know, so grateful for him for taking a chance on us, like I said, because he... Most labels, all of and slasher video included, they put out old movies. You know, they put out movies that have some sort of a cult, you know, um, status. You know, even if they're cheaply made, they still have a, a 
fan base, they're still known. Um, us, we are completely unknown. We're so new. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't have a cult status. I mean, I think Streets of Vengeance will and Cinco de Mayo will. I, I think that's maybe what Jesus saw. I think it's still growing into its cultiness. Yeah. And, and I, but yeah, I, I think it will later. I'm not saying it is now. I mean, people do like it now, but you, you can't judge something like that in three years. So uh, I, I anticipate that it will in the future. Right. I think Jesus saw that too. Right. Um, we're very patient people, by the way. So, I mean, we're very willing to just put it out in the world and just watch it grow up out there and see where it goes and how far, you know, that movie is yeah. going to push itself. And so, you know, with Secret of Mile, we didn't expect a dime because we barely spent a dime. <laughs> with Streets of Vengeance, I didn't expect a dime either, but I was curious to see what it would do because i felt like it was a better movie yeah i thought we could get a couple dimes but not but not that much again i didn't we weren't that well known no and i mean it had a budget but again the budget was like what five thousand dollars so no like four yeah less than five thousand dollars and like two came from indiegogo so i was only two thousand of our own dollars so right so again very very cheap considering how we didn't spend that much money on it and we still didn't have the the fan base that we do today um i still was kind of like curious i knew it was better than cinco de mayo i knew we spent a little bit more but i thought well maybe i mean maybe we could because it was going to be yeah distributed um from all of from the get-go, from the beginning. Yeah. So I was like, well, I don't know. You know, Cinco de Mayo had already been released for quite a while before Olive came in. But then with Streets of Vengeance, since they were going to start with Olive from the get-go, I was like, I don't know. Maybe maybe we could see some return on this movie. Yeah. We haven't. No. Just to be honest. Not, n- yeah. To, in all transparency, and that's what this is kind of about. Right. You know, we didn't see anything come from Cinco de Mayo... Or Streets of Vengeance, uh, as far as the Blu-ray DVD is concerned. Right. So and even though it's out there, like yeah. in Best Buy or Target and uh, Barnes and Noble. Barnes and Noble, and like all these big names, you can go onto the websites, and those movies, our movies, are on those websites, and in a lot of stores in person. So we've seen our own movies side by side in the store, which is really wild to see. Yeah. But. You would think like, oh man, they're probably making pretty good money mm-hmm. from their movies being in stores. Not, no, 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 and this not is, at all. <laughs> no, not 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 from that. Uh, right, I, I did make that. money from like the VHS sales and the T-shirt sales and the posters, and actually me putting it on Amazon on your uh, own Prime on my own for streaming. Yeah, that's where I saw money. So I haven't seen anything. We haven't seen anything from from all of films from or the slash physical. Video. Yeah. media distribution and, yeah and so with slash alert party as i was getting offers and emails from distributors i started to you know get excited like oh this is gonna be cool you know yeah it's our biggest movie yet yeah and it's the biggest one and like the idea of having another one out there was really you know satisfying really exciting to me that's tempting yeah no i mean i was excited no i was excited i was Waiting to hear, I was talking on the phone with distributors, you know, doing a, a digital re, um, release, you know, across a bunch of platforms and foreign platforms and stuff, and doing um, a physical release as well. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was talking to these people and I was, you know, really excited, you know, and these talks took place um, before the screening and then another one after the screening. Um, and then, of course, just other emails from other people saying, hey, we would like to distribute, you know, your movie and stuff. And um, again, I was excited, but something in the back of my mind, I don't know, like, it's like, dude, well, what am I really expecting here? You know, well, mm-hmm. what do these guys really have to offer that's different from right. Slasher Video? Well, or what's different from, and then after a while, I started thinking, well, what can these guys do that I can't do? Right. Because what happened with this um, Indiegogo, one of the perks is a VHS perk. And Vulture Video released Streets of Vengeance on VHS uh, for us back in the day. And I had talked to him, Jason from Vulture Video, about doing one for Slash Rep Party, and he was down. Um, but then um, I think the East Coast was hit with a really bad storm and he had lost a lot of his equipment to do it. So he wasn't able to do it anymore. So that left me with trying to figure out what am I going to do for the VHS release? Um, now I was talking to Daniel of Lo-Fi Video. He had been, we had been talking a lot uh, in the past to do another Streets of Vengeance run, VHS run. So I thought, well, maybe I could reach out to him and maybe we can do a Slasher at Party uh, video VHS run. And then after a while, talking to him, and no offense to Daniel at all, he's a good guy, great guy. You know, he kind of hit me up and, you know, um, smartened me up about VHS and what it takes to produce one. And he told me, like, the figures and how much it would cost and, you know, where you get your stock from and putting it together, basically. And it made me think, well, maybe I can do this by myself. Mm-hmm. Instead of paying someone else to do it or relying on someone else to do it. Well, to back it up even a little bit further, um, another one of the questions, because when that thing happened with Vulture Video and you were like, oh, man, he's not going to be able to mm-hmm. to do it. Um, you and I were already having conversations prior to Daniel coming in. Um, we were already talking about it because I was like, well, I mean, if this stuff was like in his basement, like in his yeah. The stuff was his equipment in his basement. Like, he's a guy. Yeah, what does it actually take yeah, to do Yeah, I was like, it? what equipment are we talking here? Like, if it was just, like, at his house, it's mm-hmm. not, I, I don't know why. Like, yeah. I was picturing, like, some studio right. or, like, like some factory or yeah. some replication specialist place. And you're like, no, you know, he's a guy and he, he was doing it himself. Yeah. And I was like, well, if some guy can do it himself at his house. I'm a guy. You're a guy. You have a house. Yeah. I was like, what exactly was he doing that, Mm -hmm. you know, is it something that we're capable of doing? Because we're pretty cheap and we're pretty, you know, tenacious in that way where we're not opposed to getting nitty gritty and like putting in time to doing something ourselves. So, yeah. So So that was already kind of something we were talking about. Yeah, we were talking about it and... um, We didn't want to. (laughs) No, like I I really didn't want to do it because I... Basically, I looked it up, said, can I do it? And I found out, yes, you can, as with most things. And then the other question was, do I want to do it? Do I want to spend all that time and hard work making these VHS tapes? I was like, eh, I really didn't want to. And I thought maybe we had found, you know, the answer uh, to our prayers or whatever. That Oh, maybe I don't have to do it if I just go through, you know, lo-fi video. You know, they they can do it for us. Mm -hmm. Um. And I've read other contracts from other places right. too. We've had multiple, multiple contracts offers, from other places. Basically, like I don't want this to sound like we're only no, talking no, no. about. I'm right. talking about a lot. A lot We've of had other a lot people. of other offers. 
either the the big sticking point for us was these VHS tapes. Like, what is it going to cost our distributor to make them? And what is it going to cost us to... What are we going to give in in return? Right. What's the give and what's the take? What's the real price? Yeah, exactly. And, um, you know, it just seemed like, again, with the VHS and discovering that I could do it on my own, it led me to think, well, could I do the Blu-rays on my own? Right. Because we're offering the perk of, of Blu-rays on a Slash Art Party. And I was just going to, my plan was I was going to burn them myself. Um, I was going to buy a new computer, buy a burner, and then do it one by one. Uh, but then I found a website. Actually, let me back it up. I started listening to um, a podcast, uh, Jay Horton's podcast, filmmaking podcast. Very, very good. If you're a filmmaker out there, look up Jay Horton, uh, Jason Horton. But I think it goes by Jay Horton on his podcast. Filmmaking. And he's a filmmaker. Uh, as his uh, tagline is, I'm a filmmaker uh, and I make money um, from my films. Or I'm a filmmaker and uh, I'm, you know, I make money. And here's how. Basically, he tells you how. And he's all about, he'll give you the, the real, um, the real de- the details to distributing yourself or growing with a distributor, which he has done both. And he lays out the pros and cons of DIY or going with a traditional distributor. And listen to his podcast and watching his show and then, you know, talking to other filmmakers like Christopher Bickle, um, seeing Dave Kay, you know, a friend of ours who, you know, who says we inspired him to make movies and you know, he's inspired us too because, you know, just he just does, you know, all the things on his own DIY. And that's how that's what we do, too. But we started getting into dis- distribution with Cinco de Mayo and Trees of Vengeance. Mm-hmm. Also, you know, and we can't forget about Drew Marvick. Drew Marvick. He's another one. Pool Party boat. Massacre, he did it all on his own. And he was traveling around the conventions and selling his mm-hmm. own his own movie. He didn't go through a, um, a distributor for his physical copies. Mm-hmm. So all these people showing me you know, what they're doing. And for a while, I thought, well, I guess I've reach the pinnacle or reach the height because, you know, our movies and stores and stuff. Mm-hmm. Which and was always like, a dream. Yeah, always a dream. And that, that, I think that a lot of filmmakers have that dream. And like I said, the, the novelty eventually wears off. It's like, yes, this is great. Really cool. Really freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. But what is it? What am I really doing? And right. if I want to evolve, and that's what, you know, the end of 2020, you know, I was thinking a lot about that. Like, what are we going to, what's our next, you know, our next chapter for A&P, am I going to do more of the same? Just right. sign with another distributor? and um, Like, what are we looking to accomplish here? Yeah, and how are we looking to change? Mm-hmm. You know? It's like, okay, I could sign with another distributor and expect not to make anything. But the idea of releasing Slash Art Party on my own, at least, okay, I'll put it this way. I was going to do the Indiegogo Blu-rays, and I was going to have some extra ones. And I was really looking forward to selling the extra ones at the premiere. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, oh, yeah, this would be really cool. Right. Because friends and, then, and family are yeah, going to be all there. there. They, you know, we have our merch table and stuff. You know, the community and just mm-hmm. people always want copies. And we're like, yeah. oh, we're going to have extra ones. We can just, you know, have our own merch there and we can sell our own mm-hmm. copies of the movie and posters yeah. and whatnot. And then just FYI to throw it in any funds that we make from our projects. We just turn around and put it into the next movie. So yeah. it's not like we're looking to do this to like 
make money and quit our jobs someday yeah. is that the dream sure why or, not yeah i mean that's what this is all about right now but it's or not what we're talking about immediately what's like driving us we're not trying to do this to get rich or something so and and, and you know and i was i was going to be modest i was only going to make you know an extra 50 because in my mind i knew that if i signed with somebody I didn't want the distributor to be worried that, oh, well, there's a... We're making money on the side. Not making money on the side, but that you're selling your own stuff. And then when you come sign with me, who else is left to buy it or something, you know? Which is a weird thought to have because I don't know. I'm only telling you, you know, the people that I know and I have contact with is like so small. There's millions (laughs) of people, the potential people that could watch the movie. But anyways, I was still thinking that way. I was still thinking, let me be mindful of the distributor, whoever that will be. That I'm just gonna sell an extra fifty and that's it. Yeah. And then the idea came to me as like, well, well it's too bad if I didn't have a bigger window. I thought I could probably sell a lot of these Blu-rays if I didn't sign with the distributor right away. Yeah. And I was asking you, like, why are we concerned about stepping on toes? Like, why is it our problem? Because I was still that in that dis- mindset. Right, having a distributor and then also being mindful of their feelings, exactly, or, whatever, or their exactly. money, their money. I was thinking about their money instead right. of thinking about our money. Yes, exactly. So I was like, what the hell am I doing? I remember asking you, like, and why like, do we care about their feelings right. about them making money? It's not their. It's like project. I'm gonna shortchange us. Like, it's our project, right? Well, basically, I was gonna Anyone's limit. I was gonna li- be making money as us. I was gonna limit me. I was gonna put limitations on ourselves, shortchange ourselves. For the benefit of our distributor or whoever that would be, you know? Right. It was like, and, we don't want to sell too much. Right. Because then when we officially sign, then those people are going to have to rebuy the official. Right. I didn't want to, yeah, exactly. I want my fans to have to like, oh, I just bought the Blu-ray. Now I have to buy the, the Blu-ray the that comes release. out from this person, the special right. edition. And we're like, oh, we don't want to do and that. And I was even thinking, okay, well, let me hold back a few things. Let me hold back like the audio commentary. Let me hold back the special the features. making feet, the make, the special uh, making of documentary. Let me hold back these things because the bloopers I and all want, that. Yeah, because I want the special edition, the really the official release to have be special, or you know, have not just the movie, or yeah. not just the same old thing. And then, um, so I was thinking these things, and you know, and then these other contradicting uh, ideas come to my head, like what, like why am I doing that? It's like I really would like to have a bigger window, but these people that wanted to distribute the movie really wanted it to do it really soon, like really soon. Right. And um, like I said, I was just seeing how I was shortchanging myself and cutting my own arm off i guess what the term would be like not letting the movie grow not giving it it's just due you know because i think it could be really big and it sounds like it's not like you know i think you know we're so great but i think the movie is good and i think people will like it and i guess it just came down to like how much do i believe in the movie i never wanted to be you know uh delusional and thinking i made some sort of oscar winner or anything like that, because I've heard of stories filmmakers believe that about their their movies too. That the, it's so <laughs> great that I'm not going to sell out. Well, we don't. It's nothing like that. Yeah, we don't have delusions of grandeur. No, I just think it's bigger than How? some people are giving it credit for. That's all. A yes. little bit, just a little bit. What what I from my perspective, which I'm sure we've had so many talks about this, so you know already, but. Uh, from my perspective, the thing at this point, which is, okay, we're X amount of years into this indie filmmaking hustle. So, you know, we've been doing it for, what, 10 years now or so. Two of our feature films have had official distribution. We've had multiple magazines, uh, multiple podcasts, multiple reviews, 
multiple offers and we just keep getting bigger and bigger. Now with Streets of Vengeance, although I wasn't expecting to see like some huge catch return, the thing that bothers me about the previous distribution deals is I am a person who needs facts. Like I need some numbers. Like I want some, some feedback. I need some reports. Like how is it performing? How do I know how many copies are being sold? Are any copies being sold? Like what region are they selling in? Like, you know what I mean? Maybe, yeah. maybe it's cause I work in a business that does a lot of like numbers and stuff. Maybe it's that. Maybe it's just my own curiosity. I don't know. I'm a curious person and I want to know. I mean, I signed this deal. I know that, you know, we're small time and I'm not expecting, like I said, a lot of money, but I am expecting to know like what's happening with it. And I have heard. You don't know where it stands. Nothing. Yeah. I have no clue. I could not tell you at all, even ballpark, how many copies Streets of Vengeance or Single Mile have sold. I have no clue. Our distributor did not keep us in the loop in that way. I don't know how it's performed and they don't just offer you that information. It feels like we kind of like have to chase them down and be like, Hey, so do you have any information? Like, how's it going? Or yeah, I always have to do the asking, which is, you know, that drives me crazy. It's not really a good sign. Really? Um, it should be more streamlined. It really should. I mean, I'm I'm just going to be honest, man. You know, that's that's how I feel because, um, you know, uh, lots of months will go by where I don't hear anything. Months and years, well, like a half a year, like two quarter. Basically, supposed to get a report every quarter. Well, think of the mile. Like, when's the last time you heard anything about that? Well, I had to ask, and uh, last time I heard about it was last month. So that was me. That's what I'm getting to. Like I had to ask, and uh, you know, I know you know everyone's busy. We all have lives or whatever, but that's kind of like your job, <laughs> in a way. And you know, I think we're friends, so. You know, it is a little, uh, like I said, disheartening that I have to ask. But hey, I don't mind asking because that's what I do. But well, again, it would just be nice if you know the, right. the other person kept up there. And again, end this is no shade. of the job. Yeah, you know? and it's no shade to Jesus, and it's no shade not at all, to not at all. all of because again, we're super grateful that they even accepted our films to, sure. into the process. But this is just going forward. All the offers that we're receiving are very vague like the offers that they make it's like well you're not really giving me any numbers here i know you're saying you want the movie but what is this going to cost me basically yeah and a lot of it does come down to as well it's like well you know what can you do eventually so after you know thinking about you know our past deals with jesus and stuff and you know any new one that we would enter enter uh, into with um slash that party it just made me think like do i want more of the same or do i want something different and again like what does the evolution of a and p look like and it all signs just started pointing to diy doing it yourself being independent um and we've done it before obviously you know with cinco de mayo and rough cut and so that you know but not to this extent where I found a website, kunaki.com, that a lot of other independent filmmakers use, uh, uh, Dustin Ferguson. Um, a lot of people may not know him, but he is a very prolific filmmaker who I found through the James Horton podcast uh, on, I think it's Filmmakers On. I think that's what it's called, Filmmakers On. Uh, he did an interview, and he was talking about how he would <laughs> he made like 18 movies in one year. 
and 18 movies, 18 movies. in one year. Yeah. Uh, oh and I, I know that sounds crazy, but uh, James Horton, too, he, he also is very prolific as well. And basically what I get from these guys is that the future of filmmaking, much like, you know, social media and stuff, you have to be fast. It's all about putting out a lot of content, you know. And it doesn't have to be just narrative features. It can be, you know, documentaries, too. Um, but the point is, is to have a lot of things out there because it takes time to make money. And the way things are going now, a lot of it's digital. So if you are lucky enough or if your project is good enough and then it gets digital distribution or you can get onto FilmHub or IndieRights.com or whatever, whatever marketplace, Amazon, you can't just, you know, it's like that whole thing. You can't put all your eggs in one basket. So if I have one movie out there and I'm just relying on that movie to bring in the dough, uh, it's not going to happen. I need to have like 11 movies out there. 12, 15 would be better. And I think that's Whoa. that's Whoa. pretty much what the what the what the um the new filmmaking model is is that it takes a while. Like even James Horton says that he barely not barely, but he only started making real money in the last few years, and he's been doing this for like almost like thirty or twenty five <gasps> years or something like what that. What the heck? So oh it's like gosh. ten years is nothing, you know, like us, you know, like what we're yeah. doing. And um, well, that's it- why I see like. This is just the beginning. For him, it had to be different, though. I mean, 30 years ago, it's not as easy to make movies as it is now. No, but he definitely has adapted, you know, to 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 the world of today. Right. And, yeah, so, he does talk about, like, the hardships he faced because, you know. How old he, is he? Um, he's older than us, but because um, I know Reservoir Dogs is, like, a real big thing for him, and that was for me, too. But I think he was already, like, in his 20s when he came out. And I was like, no, maybe it wasn't in his 20s. Maybe it was in his late teens. And I was like 10 or something like that. So, like, we might be 10 years, maybe 15 years difference. I'm not really sure. Um, but he does, he is, he has come from the 90s filmmaking era. Like, he wanted to be like Kevin Smith, mm. Robert Rodriguez, and Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. And just like him, um, I mean, or just like him, like, I felt that way too. Except I was way behind. Like, they talk, uh, Alex Ferrari is another uh, great uh, podcaster, uh, indie film hustle. They had a, an interview together and they both come from that same era. And it's like, they both say, you know, that, that era is gone. The Robert Rodriguez, oh, yeah. Kevin Smith, Eric, Quentin Tarantino. And totally. people still ask me, hey, do you think that's even possible anymore? It's like, no way. No. Not at all. Well, it's much it different. It would be, yeah. Yeah. I think just because a lot of us just grew up reading those books and hearing those stories and being like, yeah, I want to do that too. Yeah, I think it's a romanticized very idea. Very romantic, very romantic. Right. That those days are gone. I mean, they're and gone. I think you should be glad they're yeah, gone. I think it's way better. I mean, now, we're in the day in a, in a way. of you know so digital media. Like you can make a movie, shoot it, edit it, and have it uploaded for the world in the same day yourself. Yeah, that's for crazy. Sure. That is so crazy. Yeah, to me. I'm still, I I still don't think that anybody truly is grasping the concept of like how insane that is yes yeah it is and that's what i'm saying like a lot of people still hold on to that old 90s model which was never it wasn't even there for us when when we came of age but we still talked about it even in film class back when we were in mjc people still talked about that that filmmaking model um but things have changed so much even since then um so anyways i was saying like what james horton was saying and alex ferrari it's like it's, it's it's a new it's a new era and then a new game and you need to 
Um, what, well, I guess what I took from it, from hearing them talk, I need to be a little more productive. Like, I need to not spend more, so much time. Like, hands-on. Um, well, I guess just not, um, not agonize so much over something, like, like a script, like I'll say. Mm-hmm. Like, I can put, obviously, time into it, but, you know, I think I put too much time. And I'm just going around in circles and circles. And I yeah. do get things done. We do get things done, of course. But I think I waste a lot of time um, thinking, pondering, and I could be faster. Even though we're pretty fast, I think I could be faster. And just get it out. And because that's, um, that's something I did with Rough Cut and La Soledad. And so, like, that's what I want to get back to. And I think Slash Rap Party took me a long time because I was trying to figure out how I wanted to make the movie and I was going to have like this whole uh, conspiracy theory uh, angle and stuff. And it just went through so many drafts that I finally, like what made more sense was keeping it simple. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's the movie we ended up with. And that was the best choice. Yeah. So that's what I'm trying to, trying to do with these next ones. Um, but so, so I'm uh, sorry to back it up. So I was thinking about what our next tra- uh, trajectory is going to be and how we're going to transition into this, um, this new era and stuff. And, you know, not even, I mean, of course, COVID, you know, is obviously affecting, you know, the way we do things now, but um, that notwithstanding, uh, what, what do we want, you know? And it's not right. like I want money, but sort of, I guess we just want to, I guess we just think our movie is, has some value. Yes. And I think the people that maybe wanted to distribute it, they were going to, they were going to see, if there's any money to be seen, they were going to see it first. And they yes. were going to see the majority of it. And we would probably see nothing. Right. More than likely. Yes. And it's like, do I want to sign up for that again? Right. Well, that was my big question to you. Right. Because when we were looking at all the deals, um, you know, the emails go directly to you. But then we sit together and kind of talk about the numbers mm-hmm. and what people are offering. And over and over, we kept seeing the same kind of offer. And... <laughs> We don't have to get into specifics, but eighty twenty. <laughs> oh, you no want to go no there? No offense. Huh? You want to go 80, there? Eighty twenty. That was the same. That was a typical offer that we yeah. were getting over and over again. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. At first, exactly. at first, no offense when, to any of the guys out there. Yeah, don't send any names. This is just filmmaker. This is our side, okay? Right. That's it. So no names. We're not gonna say. No, I'm not but, gonna say who said that. But um. At first, I remember when we looked at the first paperwork, mm-hmm. I remember I was sitting doing something like not really, you know, I don't remember, but you were reading the paper and you're like, oh, okay, here's, hey, okay, this deal sounds pretty good. 80-20. Yeah. Not bad. And I was 80, like, 20. oh, wow. Okay. That's the highest I've ever heard. Yeah. I'm thinking we were going to get the 80. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. And I was like, We're so- getting 20 they're the distributors getting 80 like wait a minute wait a minute what yeah i remember asking you i'm like so we get 80 right it says yeah. our name and you're like oh wait actually it doesn't say but mm-hmm. it would be us though right and i'm like uh and i, had to I think you closer. better ask and i was like wait a minute licensor so he went back <laughs> who's that and i go back to the top oh that's the distributor and so over and over wait a minute, wait a every wait deal a that we got we were looking at like who is who? Like, who are they referring to yeah. as getting the 80 and who's getting the 20? Yes. Over and over again, it would be the distributor that gets the 80% and we would get the 20. Now, this is after, like, a lot of the distributors want to do their whole 
packaging. They do their own artwork. They do their own packaging process where yeah. they choose. And that costs money. They choose some kind of artwork that goes on the front. They never go with what we choose or what we chose. They always choose their own artwork or they ha- hire an artist to make their own artwork. They choose what goes on the front of the movie. They choose what goes on the, the artwork on the disc, the DVD or Blu-ray disc. They package it. They, you know, do all of that stuff. And no offense to our previous titles. I think, you know, some of the covers, they, they look pretty cool. But those things, you know, incur fees and costs that the distributor then has to recoup before any of our deal money even kicks in. So a lot of distributors are like, okay, we're going to invest 4000 or $5,000 because we're going to put $5,000 to hire an artist, to get this artwork made, to make your Blu-ray. To author it. To make the copies themselves. Yeah, license, so. author it, uh, make all these copies, and we're going to do all this stuff. So once your movie sells $5,000 worth, after that, any money will be split. We get 80, A&P gets 20. Yep. And I'm sorry, no diss to our movies, but when is that ever going to make $5,000 out there in the world? And so then I started telling Paul, why the hell did we hire artists incredible artist to do two awesome posters for us mm-hmm. we already have the artwork yeah we we paid for the we artwork. paid for the artwork it's we love artwork. the artwork and we've heard so much positive feedback for those posters i was like if we already paid the artist for artwork why are we going to then go let some other guys spend five grand to hire another artist so then why did we waste money right. on artists yeah, and just pointing out that f- aspect alone just showed up. Oh, me, okay, well, yeah, I'm not letting this artwork pay for itself because right. all of a sudden now it's being thrown in the garbage, being, you know, being dramatic. It's being put aside, and yeah. they're going to make new artwork so they can commission their I'm own in house sure person. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it and would not look as good as what we have already. I highly doubt that. that brutal posters. Brutal posters. Chris sick. Barnes is fucking awesome and amazing. And then we had another amazing poster by Chad Keith. Local guy. Local guy. And he actually painted it. We actually have the canvas. Hand painted. It's incredible. Both of the pieces of work are incredible. They're amazing. Both amazing. Super cool dudes too. Great guys. And so we have this great artwork. And you pointed out. It's like, yeah, I'm not going to. Why am I going to short (laughs) cut off my arm again? Shortchange myself (laughs) by not pushing these pieces of art to their maximum potential. Right. By having them be put aside and then someone else comes in and makes the art exactly so it's like so and then we incur the cost exactly exactly so i'm like wait a minute so we already spent money on our own artists and our own artwork which that's fine that's great yeah that was our choice i love the artwork we we care about our we had input in the artwork yeah so they kept us in the loop along the way and were sending us updates as the artwork progressed and that was awesome now when you hand over the the project to someone else you don't have a say anymore they hire their own artist and they don't keep you in the loop of what the art's going to look like and any of that we didn't have a say with what the previous covers look like i mean they came out great so that's good for us however it's like did it really need to cost five thousand dollars for them to hire artists and license and author and all this whatever they did i was like if we already hired an artist we already know where to get Blu-rays pressed. Again, tell me, why do we need these guys? Like, why do we need them? Right. And, yeah, and then, you know, I started to, again, no diss to nobody in, in, in particular. 
But then you start to look at what you can do and what they can do. Right. And that list started really coming to light. It's like, well, I can do my own Blu-rays. I have my artwork. Uh, I need to use a template and create my own Blu-ray cover, which we've done before. Well, with DVDs, mm -hmm. uh, we've made our own DVD copies before. I've never done VHS, but I can. It seems like I could do it. I have a VCR and I have a right. DVD player. If it was going to be and some guy in his basement with a VCR setup doing it, that why, guy can be me. That guy could be you. You could be that guy. <laughs> And then it's like, okay, okay. And it's like, okay, then I understand. Okay, yeah, it does cost money to make Blu-rays and to do the packaging. I they don't get cost it. no $5,000. Well, that's that's what they say it costs. And it's like, okay, well, I can see that because it costs more to do replication than it does to do duplication, which I would be doing duplication, which is basically like what I said up front in our Indiegogo that it was going to be a burned Blu-ray, which right. is a homemade Blu-ray. But so the the ones that we released by distributor would be duplicated, be pressed. Okay, so it's like okay, well that there's an advantage right there. Um, I mean it's not a huge one, but okay, fine. Um, and then the other one, the other aspect that really kind of turned the tables for me, or for both of us, because we just you, you pointed it out. I just over what is the reach that the distributor has? Right, I'm like, and how you know it's like. What, and that's what the that, that was the, the main attraction for you know all of films of slasher video it's like okay they have an audience they got people if we put their mo our movie out in there their fans will see our movie and blah 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 right mm -hmm. and then over the so years like, we started growing yeah we started growing we started uh, making our reach uh, extending our reach getting a bigger fan base and sooner or later you're gonna outshadow I don't know if that's the word or um, outgrow your distributor your um the person you work for basically and you find yourself doing all the promotion which is fine we don't shy away from promotion right but it seems like this our stuff is reaching more people than uh the distributor right um i mean and then the numbers are just there we don't have a huge following no not by at all the way so i think we all know that we don't have like some huge massive follower count at all However, the offers that we were getting from a lot of these people, they didn't even have a fraction of the following that we do. Right. So it's like, so you're nobody who's offering us nothing with no followers and you want us to just hand over the movie and then $5,000 after that you've somehow, hopefully you can recoup after that then hopefully it still continues to sell so that we can see 20% someday, maybe, hopefully. Never. Never. Probably. Never. It has yet to happen. So again, I feel like I kept asking you, so why do we want to do this? Yeah. Like why? What is the appeal for right. us? Right. What is the appeal? And that, that's just being brutally just honest. Like I said, no disrespect to anybody personally. You know, it's business, so... I'm not taking it personally, so hopefully you guys do not take it personally. It's just business, guys. I still, li I still like you guys. But right. it didn't make any sense. And that was, that was the phrase I kept telling you. I was like, it just doesn't make sense to me. Like, I, I was on the phone, and I was like, this makes no sense. Like, everything they're saying, like, it doesn't make sense for me to say, yeah. For me to say, yes, I'll sign. It made absolutely no sense. Right. The only thing that was stopping me, really, was... The hard work tapes. well it was hard work do yeah. i want to do all these things myself 
don't want to make VHS tapes myself. Don't want to do Blu-rays myself. Mm-hmm. And if that's the only line that hard work and maybe I wouldn't be seen as, you know, uh, professional, I or guess. Quote unquote legit. Legit, right? Like, ain't nobody co- buying copies of DVDs anymore anyway. Right. Everyone's streaming stuff. So. Well, that and also like, you know, there's collectors out there too, but it doesn't really matter like if it comes from a legit company at all really anymore. People just want it. They just want the movie. Right. And so, so like again, so I started thinking like, does this make sense to, 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 to sign when I could do it myself? And if... Like I said, if I was worried about pairing legit or whatever, it was like, okay, well, at the risk of not being legit and maybe not having a wide reach because it's not in stores or something, the little bit of the the, the number of copies that I would sell, (laughs) at least I would get all the money. Right. (laughs) Even if it doesn't sell as many copies. Right. I would all the money would come to us. The eighty percent of it would not be going to someone else. You know, and if I did sign with somebody, and okay, it does sell more. I don't think it's going to be that much more. Just to be honest right. with them, right? Who, whomever it is, anybody, unless we're signing with like Universal or like MGM or something like that. But then, be like, oh yeah, pff, yeah, have my money, take it, take my firstborn. I don't care, <laughs> you know. But when it's someone that's you know. When it's, a, when it's a smaller company and they're not that much bigger than you, or maybe you're even bigger than them, whatever mm-hmm. it is, if we're on the same level, yeah, you might as well just do it yourself. It's like, what's the because appeal? Yeah. the little bit of money you do, a little bit of copies you do sell, you would get all of it. You wouldn't have to split 80, 20 with right. somebody. And at the risk of sounding greedy, I'm just going to say, like, somebody, when we were talking to, I forget who it was, and I wouldn't name them anyway, right. but we're talking to somebody about the deal and we're like this just doesn't make sense for us sorry you know like the number the number is just not good for us mm-hmm. and they said well we have to make money too yeah I was like, and okay. i remember being like i remember you told me like you why read do, it yeah and i remember being like and that's my problem how like exactly. why do i care that you want to make money off my movie. I, I think the argument, so weird. your argument of like me trying to see it from your side and how much money you're going to make is not going to work. Right. I'm sorry. It just doesn't. Right. And hopefully it's like, why should we feel sorry? Oh, poor distributor. They need to make I don't money think too. That's the angle. I, the more we thought about it, we're like, but they're not doing anything. Like, I mean, they're doing something, but yes, they're spending money. Yes. They're investing the money. Of course. It's like, I can do that, that too though. Yeah. That's, well, that's, that's what I can. It's like, well, maybe I should start investing in myself. Like, of course, you know, we have the Indiegogo and a lot of them really didn't have to spend very much money at all on the movie, uh, making the movie. So now for the distribution of the movie or the release of the movie, I'm going to order VHS tapes. Mm -hmm. I'm going to order labels. I'm going to order cases. I am going to pay for artwork. I'm going to do, you know, it's just all about investing in ourselves. And if we invested this much in ourselves then why would we sign with someone else when we invested so much mm-hmm. we probably would never see anything back we definitely would not if and we, we signed with somebody with the offers that we were given we would not see anything back that's right. just a fact and again you know we're like we said we're not like, greedy or like trying to make money but we just have been down this road before. Right. We already done this. Like mm-hmm. I don't need to do this again. Right. I've already we've already had that experience of signing with someone and getting the great 
you know, gifts in return, seeing it in stores and all that kind of stuff. And, mm-hmm. you know, that was great. But I don't want that again. But it it's doesn't not, really, doesn't move me again. This, these days, it's not enough to just be able to walk into a store and be like, wow, look at my movie. It's like, well, that's great. But yeah, that's awesome. So we spend a ton of time and effort and work making these movies to just wa- see it on a shelf and be like, cool. And then that's it. Yep. That's the end of the that's road. That's about, about it. That's the end of it. Because the distributors are now not, on to the next one. They're not marketing it for you. They're not pushing it to anybody for you. They're not promoting you. You know what I mean? So it just kind of felt like I think the timing also had something to do with it. Because we were talking a lot and this is all during like the holiday season. And mm-hmm. I follow a lot of small businesses and a lot of my personal friends have started like side hustles. So I don't know if that's due to COVID or just coincidence and timing. I think we're just in the day and age of everybody, you know, social media, you can have a side hustle and people are selling their artwork and their accessories. You don't really need a gatekeeper anymore. Exactly. You you can can do it yourself. People can open their own Shopify, their own Etsy, their own, you know, eBay or marketplace or whatever, wherever they want to have a shop. And a lot of people that I know personally are, are launching small businesses and I already follow a lot of small businesses and it's so cool to watch them grow and expand their fan base and that's something that's inspiring to me and you know Paul and I often get kind of frustrated with our previous films because uh, people will contact us directly and be like oh I really want to see Streets of Vengeance where can I buy it mm-hmm. And instead of us being like, I'll sell you a copy right now, we have to say, well, you can go to Best Buy, Target, uh, Yeah, you can go Barnes buy it from Noble, or, someone else and pay them. Right. Give them your money. And every time we route someone, we're like, either they're probably going to be like, oh, never mind. I was excited to talk to the filmmaker and I was hoping mm-hmm. to get it directly from you guys. Mm-hmm. Or it's like, well, there goes a sale that we're never going to see right. anything from. But right. cool, but I I'm, guess. I'm making all of money. It's like, oh, cool, that's I guess. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, and that's what I was starting to think about. And, and and also, moreover, a decision had to be made about, you know, what's going to ensure the the bloodline, the lifeline, or the future of A&P. Like, I want to make movies, and I want to sell them so we can keep making more movies. Right. So I believe Slash Art Party can do that for us. And signing with the distributor would not ensure that we would continue to make movies because we would see nothing. Not that I'm relying on the money made from the movie to make movies, but, no, but that's normally that's how it works. You right. Know? Or normally that's that's what you're supposed to do. Any money that's generated, we just turn around and put back into the project. Right. And if, so. and if I'm going to sign a deal that makes no money, then that means no money gets put back into the movies. That means no money gets put into paying an actor or anything like that. Or so that means it comes from our direct It comes paycheck, from our pocket. From, from our jobs. From the money we make is at fine, and that's been what we've done <clears throat> up until, you yeah. know, when we did Indiegogo's. But going forward, if we want to grow and get bigger yeah, we should and hire seen... bigger names and pay more actors and pay for more special effects and pay for more uh-huh. cool locations or what, you know, if we want to get bigger and bigger, it's like, well, I mean, we're not rich so at some point it's like if i want to make a movie that has a twenty thousand dollar budget that ain't really going to come out of our pocket right so what are we going to do to raise that fund are we going to keep doing indiegogos or do we want to you know try and sell our own products and then turn around and use that money right so yes so i I wanted to something that would ensure our our future as far as like helping us 
make more movies. That, that's all. That's all I'm looking to do mm-hmm. is to keep it going. Um, and it should come from the sale of my previous movies. Um, right. And it's not right now. Right. Well, not from, you know, the, the traditional distribution um, no. movies. It's not coming from that at all. No. And it should. It's supposed to. And to accept the rea- uh, to accept the fact that, okay, it's not going to, that's, that's the kind of thing that stops people from making more movies in the future. Yeah. Because they spend so much, and luckily that's not us, but some people, other people do spend a lot of money and they don't make another movie either for years or ever at all. Right, because it becomes so discouraging. Because it's very, and not expensive. only is filmmaking very hard if you're an independent and, you know, you're somebody who has a regular, like a day job and, oh my gosh, I can't even imagine it. People who have like families and kids yep. and stuff, that's incredibly yep. challenging to try to balance like a real day job and a family and kids and you're providing for them and you got all this other crap on your plate and like trying to be a filmmaker on the side that's insane and then if you have to try to raise money and you're like okay family i'm gonna i really want to make this monster movie or this slasher movie but it's gonna cost five thousand dollars or ten thousand dollars go without school clothes it's really hard to justify that spending when you have a family and other you know obligations and all this stuff now for us thankfully you know we're in a position where up until this point it's been fine for us to invest our own money it's not hurting anything so we're fine now however it is going to prevent us from getting bigger because like i said we're not rich so if we want to you know if slash lorette was made for seven thousand if we want to make a movie for ten thousand mm-hmm. and try to just get a little bit bigger that seven thousand wasn't our money that was raised through the campaign thank yeah. god there's people out there that are like yeah i want to see this right i'm contributing do we want to rely on crowdfunding forever i mean i don't know that's a whole nother topic but i mean i'm grateful for the people who've made it possible for us but it'd be cool to lighten the load and like you know, any returns that we're going to get off of the art we made, just turn around and put it right back into the next movie. Yeah. Also, it's, it's not crazy to I'll oh, go ahead. The other thing is, I think I was going somewhere. And I forgot um, when we're talking about the small business thing. The other thing is like, I have a lot of ideas that I wanted to try out because in the past we've had t-shirts made for our movies. We've had like just various things like soundtrack made for our movies, postcards mm-hmm. and stickers and things. And people regularly hit us up about where can I get a shirt? Where can I get a movie? Where can I get this? And it feels so annoying and kind of stupid to be like, well, if you want the shirt, you got to go to this guy over here, but this shirt from this movie, go to that guy and this go to that guy. Yeah. And for our movie, go to Best Buy. Yep. And nothing is being sold directly from us. And yep. that feels kind of stupid. Yeah. So our artwork and our project is making other people money, right. but not us. Right. That's, that's why we're talking money. Normally we wouldn't, we don't care. We're not greedy and like, it's fine. And but to know that all these other people out there are making money off our thing and we're not, we're yeah. the only ones that are not, it yeah. seems kind of silly. And also, like you said, just like, just too many places to go to. Right. Like if they can have just one centralized place. We need place. a one-stop shop. So we need a website. And yes. that's something that I've been, we've been looking into. Right. Uh, since 2020 to, to launch our own website. And that's what we're going to do with the release of this film. Right. Uh, we're going to launch our own website so you can have a place to go, so we can tell you where to go, our own Shopify, yes. basically, so you can go and buy the movie and buy merchandise and stuff like that. 
Uh, because it was just it was really hard just to say go here go there and then you know here's the here's the link and like people just forget you know it's like who who is this who am i buying it from so if you buy it from us we will package it we will send it out all that kind of stuff because we're we're no you know we're no strangers to that kind of stuff we're used to that kind of stuff. totally and that's what i was going to say too is like you know it's um it seems like we're not afraid of hard work no and like i was saying like you know we you know, we're talking about like money and stuff and wanting to be paid or whatever. We're going to work for it. We're not just totally. saying we want people just to give us money. Right. We made a movie. I mean, we made the movie. <laughs> we're going to sell it and we're going to hustle it and try to get as many eyes and hands as, as we can. But we're going to work for it. We don't just want people to give us money for, for no reason. No. That's not what we're yeah, trying to definitely say. Definitely not. We're going to sell. We're going to work our ass off. And that's what I had to. That was the big decision with the making the VHS tapes. Like I, I've been chronicling on uh, Instagram and stuff that I had to do a VHS tape, these VHS tapes one at a time. Yeah, and I did a hundred of them one at a time. I only had one VCR. I felt like I didn't I see don't you have that week. Like, yeah. I was just like, <laughs> as soon as I got up after sleep, I go in the room, start it up and an hour and a half later, take a tape out and put another one in and just keep that rotation all day long as I was working from my computer i'd go and <laughs> start another tape i gotta say that uh you finished those in like record speed i was very determined very yeah, determined. You were. i finished those tapes even before i received my labels and boxes that i ordered i know that's crazy the other thing i was gonna say is you know in the past we never really messed with a website or a shop because we didn't have that many movies and the yeah, movies and they weren't ours that we didn't own them like Cinco de Mayo and Streets of Vengeance, right. we didn't own those movies. We couldn't exactly. sell them. We, we, gave, we signed the rights to someone else. So, you know, we always felt like, well, we don't really have any merch. We don't really have a following. We don't we don't have any rights to the movies that we signed over. So mm. it was like, well, what's the point what of do, having a website? Yeah. However, the thing that got kind of crazy with Streets of Vengeance is I can't believe how many people message us and they're like, I want a copy, but I want it signed. Like, right. can, can you guys sign it? And we're like, well, we don't have them. We don't mm-hmm. have them here. So if that was the case, we would have to personally order them from like Amazon yep. or wherever. And we'd have to try to, we'd have to actually buy the movie ourselves. Right. right. And then open it and sign it and right. then send it to whoever. Right. Which the process itself sounds so stupid. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that sounds silly. I think people have this idea that because we are the creators of it, that we have like a warehouse or we just have like a box in our garage of like a bunch of extra copies or something. Yeah. I had a dude ask me for like, he was going to review the movie and he asked for like nine copies to review the movie. <laughs> what do you mean? Nine copies. I was nine like, co- is he going to watch me and my friends each one? Nine times? Did you guys all just watch it together? What are you talking about? No. Nine. We, nine we each nine want to separately watch it from our own house <laughs> so i said well i guess you can ask all of if there's any screener copies if they'll give you one but i do not have copies just on hand right you know not not like that no no we don't we even had to buy our own like if we want a copy of our own movie we had to buy it yeah for sure so they don't even give us a freebie like no, hey here you no, go for making the movie that's kind of funny it's just how it goes but I think that's just another thing just to be, you know, sharing and honest or transparent. I hate that word, but just to be transparent with our audience. Um, I know it's so dumb. Um, yeah, just being up up front, being real, right. Just being real with y'all. We, with our previous deals, we didn't, they didn't give us like, Oh, here, keep 10 copies for you and your family or something. No, we'd have to buy our own copy 
And if anybody wanted it signed by either, you know, Paul and I or by the star or whatever it may be, we had to actually buy the copy and then sell it to somebody and then ship it and all that. And I was like, why are we doing or you, this? Or you brought it to me and I said, okay, I'll sign your copy or something. Yeah, in person. in person. Yeah, but then it was like, I don't know how many times I would look at you and be like, why are we doing that? Like, we should have just sold it ourselves. Like, we have Well, to- that wasn't the thought back then. No, but at the time, I don't know. It was seemed like we, for a while we were getting a lot of requests for people to like want yeah, them signed. I, I mean, they were asking for like VHS tapes and that's what I had. And that's what I was making money off of was the VHS tapes. And we would sign those and stuff and we would sign like little posters and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. People want a Blu-ray signed too, but you know. Which so, I love doing that, by the way. I think it's so awesome that people even care to have it signed. That's amazing. Yeah, of course. But the cool. process of... Like, it just feels silly for me. Like, okay, let me go buy myself a copy. Not myself, but let me buy a copy of my movie and then I'll open it up and then I'll sign it and then I'll sell it to somebody else. Yeah. It just seemed kind of funny, like a double process. And I was telling Paul, like, why didn't we just, or now, it's like, why don't we just do that from the get-go? Yeah. And I love the idea of building a direct connection with our fans or anybody who wants to buy any of the merch or our products. And I think that's awesome to have that hand. What is it like direct handled with care directly from the creator direct link. Yeah. Yeah. So I love that. And then if that's the case, you know, we can write you a little note and be like, Hey, thank you so much for being part of our world. And, uh, for the support because everything that's purchased directly from us is going to go just directly back into another project. So yeah, I love so, that idea. Yeah. And so that, that's, that's what basically what we're trying to announce is that we're going full independent, you know, DIY, we're doing our So we hope you guys who have supported us will stay with us, you know, and um, you know, hopefully you'll want to stick around for our next one. You know, cause again, we're going to do it independently as well. Um, Doing own VHS tapes, own Blu-rays, own posters. Probably gonna do a DVD as well, um, and all the funds, all the money that we raise, will go directly back into our next movie. And um, we couldn't we couldn't do it without all you guys. So, you know, yes. And, and also shout out to like the people that inspired us. Like I said, like Drew Marvick, Sean Donahue, and uh, Dave K, and people like Christopher Bickle. You know, people who are doing it themselves and doing it on their own. You know, and it's like taking you know learning from them and seeing what they do you know we're all in it together you know we're all independent filmmakers and you know i respect them and i respect their their hustle and their their work ethic and the movies that they make you know of course i I own a lot of their movies so um you know it's good to see some camaraderie in in the in the film world and those guys right there you know guys that you know i call my friends and you know i do look up to of course and um want to collaborate with them all of them in some way. We are collaborating with Drew, so that was awesome. But you know, hopefully we can collaborate with more people in the future. We're, we're working on it. And as 2021, you know, brings new opportunities, we're hoping that towards the end of the year, I mean, I'm not trying to have like too high of hopes here. We're still in the midst of a pandemic. But towards the end of the year, I'm really hoping that we're going to start seeing some return, some return to normalcy. And I hope that we will get the big premiere it's coming one way or another. When is the big question? So 
we'll have the premiere and as vaccines roll out and people are able to be free and travel again i really am looking forward to meeting a lot of our friends stuff that we had looked forward to last year that just wasn't going to happen and maybe we can start traveling again and to meet a lot of the people that have inspired us along the way yeah i want i want to go to florida attend conventions and yeah i want to go to the tampa bay screams yeah um horror convention yeah there's so many people that we had planned on meeting in person and doing screenings and uh, obviously all that got put on hold but i'm really optimistic and at least this time around slash Lorette party is already done. So, yeah. and if we don't sign it away to someone else, mm-hmm. we can take it with us and we yep. can screen it wherever we want. Yeah. We can, yeah, we can screen it wherever we want. It. I've had people ask, you know, if they can screen it um, locally and stuff. And um, I'm like, yeah, I mean, it'll be our movie, like you said, and we can take it everywhere if we want to. And I am hoping we'll get a Modesto screening eventually. Um, I don't it, know when. It will. But it will happen. Eventually. But yeah, so we're doing it on our own. We're making these, copies on our own and we will be sending out the indiegogo uh, packages soon um i'm hoping if not by the end of january then the beginning of february just really depends on when i put the order in and then um, when they send back uh, the products uh, the blu-rays and stuff the yeah the shipping the mail has been unreliable yeah but not very good with the whole covid whatever but um, but i mean i just finished the making of documentary (laughs) i finished the the blooper reel I did. We did a documentary so of Ginger Lynn uh, about Ginger Lynn. I uh, just finished that as well. So we are putting some cool stuff and special features. Yes. Um, like, like I said, you know, since we're not doing enough, another release with someone else, this is going to be the official release. And, yeah. So we're putting all the extras on there for you. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, we're going to keep we're back doing this podcast. So we're going to keep keep going. Uh, we're going to bring on some you know other special guests and. You know, do uh, maybe watch a couple more '80s horror movies. Oh yes. Thinking next time we should do Fright Night. Uh, Fright Night is a big, Fright uh, Night. big Fright influence Night. on my script I'm writing right now. A vampire movie called Only Fangs. Which so. one's Fright Night? Fright Night is the one with my cousin. Your cousin. And the guy, the next door neighbor, is a vampire. Oh yes. I was watching it the other, uh, like a few weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, that's right. You were trying to get me to watch it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this time you're gonna pay attention. <laughs> oh my god! And it was it had that kid with annoying voice, right? Who like it's kept so laughing. Cool, yeah. yeah, that guy. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! Yeah. I don't want to watch that. Uh, we're watching that. Uh, it's family, man. You gotta watch it. Oh gosh! <laughs> so we'll do that. <laughs> we'll do that next time. Um, but oh. yeah, so yeah. So, so thank you guys for you know listening. Do you have any, yeah, anything else was, you want to talk about that before was our, we... our long ass story? But basically announcement is we're sticking it to the man <laughs> i don't know does that make sense no we're we're breaking up it's over no we're, we're just going on, going on a, a new path yeah a new path you know a new new trajectory and that's like i said you know something that we've been thinking about for a, for a while now and uh like i said we just gotta do something that makes sense for yes. us. It just it just has to make sense you know no ill will towards anybody you know uh, no disrespect you just it just needs to make sense and and the, the people we were talking to just couldn't make it make sense they like i said like or like you said they're asking me to look at it from their side and i was like why would i look at it from your side no <laughs> offense of course right but i that does not make sense to me yeah <laughs> uh who's looking at it from my side not you 
uh, that means it's got to be us. So we have to look at it from our side. No one else movie, is going to do it. No one else is going to do it. Previous movies made it into Best That's Buy it. and Target and like these big stores, and we saw nothing from it. What is this small time guy going to do? Yeah, that's, I mean, so again, like, thanks, yeah, no offense, but, but no just, thanks. It's like if Target couldn't do it, then I don't think you can either. No offense. So, no, I no know, offense at all. What I do know is that a lot of people that know me personally and know us personally or know actors personally, they all come to us directly and they're like, hey, I really want to copy my cousins in that movie or my mm-hmm. friends in that. And we're always having to refer everyone over to some other website and it's like right. why are we doing that like repeatedly yeah, it just didn't make sense like why, why it was do just I keep like doing this watching sales it? like fly by it's like okay well that could have been money towards our future project but right and and all this means you're welcome target because you need more money i guess right and all this means for us is that you know we just have to work harder which we are not afraid of obviously anyone that bring knows it on us. yeah and that's that's basically all it is and it's like again doing things Finding out that I we can do more things than, than we than we thought that we can handle more than we thought yeah and that what they're offering is not so much about distributors what they're offering is not much more than what we can do so why not just do it like not, why be afraid of hard work don't e- just don't be exactly. afraid of hard work just do it yourself there's so many pros DIY. to the DIY so one the money obviously you're gonna get the money directly and you can just turn around and invest it into another thing yeah two that's the best uh, love that we're in charge of promoting our own thing yeah that we know exactly how many movies and copies we're selling we're knowing exactly how well it's performing because we're doing the stuff ourselves and most importantly i love that we're going to be direct to consumers so we're directly getting it to engage with whoever's buying the movie and we get to shower them with our gratitude and our appreciation for them supporting us and write them notes and maybe slip in a little extra postcard or something. Yeah. yeah, We've been known to do that. And I love that. And if somebody wants a like custom thing, you can hit us up and it's not a problem at all. It's hard to control that when, when somebody else has the rights to the movie. But if we do, we can just have a one-on-one relationship with whoever's buying anything from us and I love that. Yeah. So, yeah, and and like you said, like that's a great aspect, and that's something that I was looking forward to doing. Um, selling these Blu-rays out of the back of our trunk of our I, car, I like that's NWA. You your know? fantasy. No, I mean that's that's what I wanted to do at the premiere. That's what I was going to do. Trunk full of yeah product. Like, come come to get it. Sling. Yeah, sling the things. <laughs> yeah, for real. And that, that's what I wanted to do at the premiere. And, you know, now it's not happening so well. Well. I'm just going to turn it. Well. It's you not know, happening right, soon. Soon. Um, so uh, instead of, like I said, instead of signing it over 80-20 <laughs> or whatever it is or whatever, uh, how about just uh, 100? Um, it's probably better. <laughs> you mean you want 100 <laughs> instead of 20? I damn i've I've changed changed, man you've changed really changed you are a corporate sellout to yourself independent sellout you're an (laughs) damn greedy ass independent the money for yourself and wow want to do all the work and get all the money so you want to put in all this work into a movie and then expect all the money off of a sale from that movie wow okay who raised okay capitalist Capitalist pig. Capitalist American pig. Jesus Typical. Jesus Christ. You, you want to work and expect to get paid for it? Okay. 
Wow. All right. All see right. how it is. Okay. So you want to invest people's money that they invested in you and then turn around and offer them direct relationships and not hand over extra money to big time corporations that are just screwing little guys. Okay, then. Okay. All right. All right, Bernie Sanders. <laughs> Communist. <laughs> Socialist. Oh, actually, I guess I guess not because I'm not letting someone else take part of the money, I guess. Oh. So I should be. No, I let's am stick a with capitalist. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, yeah, that that's it. That's all we wanted You've changed. to tell you guys, you know. I hope you all Well, enjoy when this we pod start and... seeing Paul Stunton and Gucci. <laughs> Man. <laughs> You'll know who, whose fault that is. And we still here. Still Snoop Dogg and Guess who's back? Maybe if you get some sales, you can buy yourself, you know, some socks. I need some new shoes. <laughs> for real. Has it been apart. 10 years yet? Not yet. Are you, are you due for a new pair? I definitely need a new pair. I'm starting to make noises when I walk. Jesus. Well, the bottom Weaken. hasn't completely fallen off, so I think that's going to be a no for you. Yeah, maybe maybe I can afford some new shoes after selling some of these copies. Wow. We'll see. I don't know. Hollywood's changed me, I guess. Uh, Paul might be getting a new pair of uh, Nikes. Wow. You've changed. Yeah. Rich ass. All right, y'all. Thanks for joining us. If you made it to the end, you're the best. Yeah. We love you. Thanks pray for, for understanding. Us, okay? Yeah, pray for us. And pray for Paul that his head don't get too big. Yeah. After, after Hollywood. After he goes to Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> See y'all later. Love ya. Taking my time to perfect the beat. And I still got love for the streets. It's the DIA. I'm representing for the gangsters all across the world. Still hitting them counters in them lolos, girl. Still taking my time to perfect the beat. And I still got love for the streets. It's the DIA. Since the last time you heard from me, I lost some friends. Hey, well, hell. Me and Snoop, we dipping again. Uh. Kept my ear to the streets. Signed Eminem.